At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. into the nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. It's Catch Up Friday. That's right. Season 1, Episode 155, The Three Trays. We're going to continue our look at the NFC West, the San Francisco 49ers, Trey Lance, Trey Sermon, and in 45 minutes, Trey Wingo, formerly of ESPN, is going to join the show. He hosts the half, the host of the Half Forgotten History podcast. You know them all, of course, from ESPN and uh, NFL Live. And now a brand ambassador for Caesar Sportsbooks, Amal. I'm looking forward to talking to Trey about some of these quarterback battles and who he thinks is going to emerge as the starter game one. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun to get his opinion and takes on some of these. Amal, we talked about 13-3. and th- uh, three. The unders went in week one of the preseason. Last night, there was steam to the over. Here at Circus Sports, the Patriots-Eagles game opened 37. It closed 38-and-a-half. Patriots did their part. They scored 35. Not much of an effort from those Eagles. No, and I'll tell you what, if it weren't for a late fumble by the Patriots, the game would have probably gone over the total. Uh, Quinn Nordine with a couple of missed kicks. Uh, looks like he should be getting his resume together soon. Uh, he'll be needing that one fairly quickly. Another Michigan guy probably not going to make it to the league. Uh, Jalen Hurts bouncing around, dancing pregame, scratched with an illness. What was the illness? He can't play? I don't know. Michael Lombardi said, did he take a Tums and it went, <laughs> and it went wrong? I don't know. Um, Cam, I think, got three series. Um and they scored two touchdowns and a missed field goal. Then your boy from Alabama came in. He has four series, three touchdowns. 
uh, and maybe another missed field goal, but the, they, they both moved the ball pretty easily against the Eagles. They did. Mac Jones had a couple of really nice throws, mm-hmm. uh, probably two to three that were contested from a defensive standpoint. The other, I don't know how many throws, there was nobody within five yards of these guys. I can tell you right now, we said I said Quentin Nordine's going to be unemployed. The entire Philadelphia second and third string team is going to be unemployed. I don't want to draw too much, uh, too many conclusions from these games. But how bad the are path? the Eagles? Oh. Well, you know, the one thing is, though, they didn't play their starters. Yeah. This was second and third string Still guys. don't have much depth. The twos aren't very good. That's yet. a great point. They really don't have any depth. That's a concern, especially from an injury perspective. Uh, it, this is going to be looking like a long season for the Eagles. Uh, Patrick asked Michael this question on the Lombardi line that precedes our show. Patrick Marr, I'm referring to. Are the Eagles the worst team in the NFC East? And Michael said, no, he thinks the Giants are. Uh, you know, I think I think the uh, Brady Cannon's got the Giants winning the NFC East. Uh, I I don't I think they're probably somewhere in between. I think they're probably a third or fourth place finisher. It really depends. I don't think they're better than Dallas or Washington for sure. I, we talked about last year the dichotomy of the NFC East. There's two two decent teams and two poor teams. Right. It, it's probably that way this year. But if no Dak, it might be one decent team and three bad teams. Yeah, it really could be. I mean, when you look at this team right now uh, with. Dak Prescott, he's got some concerns from the uh, shoulder area. Obviously, the ankle injury is why he was out last year, but until he can show he's healthy and ready to go, you have some concerns from a Dallas perspective. Washington looking better and better as this season gets ready to go. All right, a lot of talk on this network, handicapping these preseason games. I know you're not big into it, but if you can find a spot, you'll take it. I want to take a look at week two, the games involving teams that have a true quarterback battle. Not like, you know, Jacksonville doesn't have a battle, but the Saints do, right? We, we, we know Lawrence is going to be the quarterback there. Let's start out with the team that was probably the most impressive in the first week, and that was the Denver Broncos, who shellacked the Vikings in Minneapolis. They're going to be taking on the Seahawks this week. We expect significant reps um, from both the quarterbacks. Seahawks really didn't show much, didn't play anybody in the Raiders in that game, first game at Allegiant Stadium uh, with fans. And we see the lines sort of reflected in that. Most of the games the first week were between a pick'em and three. We see some lines here above a field goal now, and this is one of them. Broncos a five-point favorite here at Mall, 37.5 for the total. Yeah, I think people are expecting the fact that Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater are going to play more, trying to decide who's going to be the starting quarterback there. Whereas with Seattle, I wouldn't expect to see Russell Wilson if he does play more than a series, max two. I think that's even if the first series goes poorly. If the first series goes well, probably won't play much. So I think that's why you're seeing some of the money coming in on the Denver Broncos here. Are you going to delve into any of the totals this week, this trend now 14-3 and three to the unders? Well, no. You know what? I wait for the second half. So that's why I knew what happened in the New England game. I, I took the second half under 17-and-a-half. I said, you got to score four times if you include two field goals or you got to score three touchdowns. I'll take my chances. And, you know, you get late in the game situation in a blowout like that. You had a feeling New England would once – Fumble was uh, once the fumble occurred. Patriots uh, turn it over. Eagles recover. They go out, and then you knew New England was just going to kill the clock. Yeah, it, I thought that was a pretty solid bet after the turnover. This is the nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Coming up in 40 minutes, Trey Wingo, host of the Half Forgotten History podcast, former host of NFL Live on ESPN, and of course worked with the Golics. Amal, let's continue on another interesting quarterback battle. In the fact, Car- Carson Wentz is out, and we're seeing Jacob Eason. Um, and Sam Ellinger truly have a, a competition for this position in Indianapolis. I think the Colts are high on both of them. They both played significantly. One Each played a half in that, in that opening game, and now they're taking on the Vikings, the team that played the fewest amount of first and second stringers in the first week. We see, though, here you're getting plus two with the Colts 
Uh, Kirk Cousins is going to get to start, but how long will he go? Yeah, I'm not sure how long he goes, but the reason why I think you're seeing Minnesota as a favorite and potential money coming in on the Vikings because of how poorly they played last time out. Mike Zimmer was embarrassed. It was I don't know if you had a chance to see his sideline interview. It I was did pretty not. good. They asked him, you know, well, what did you think of your team's performance? He said, like, we were terrible on special teams. There were so many areas they were bad. But he goes, other than that, I thought we were pretty good. <laughs> that's that's like John McCain, that opening yeah, year yeah. with the with, with – the, what do you Buccaneers. think your team's execution? Yeah, I'm in favor of it. He <laughs> said we didn't block, but we made up for it by not tackling. <laughs> um, Monday game, Jaguars-Saints. I watched, this is probably the game I watched the most of, was the Jaguars and Browns. I was really unimpressed with the Jaguars' first team and the fact that the offensive line could not block. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was under pressure the whole game. Um, Urban played that game to the end. I mean, he was calling timeouts down by three scores to get the ball back at the end. I mean, if people that have totals or in-game bets, I'm sure weren't too happy with that. And then eventually, they have two penalties extended drive, an overturn call, and they score on the end to cover an in-game number and to go over an in-game total. They're playing against the Saints, another quarter uh, quarterback competition there in New Orleans. Saints at home favored by four. Yeah, I think based on what we saw to Jacksonville, really no surprise on this number. The other thing is, remember, all three quarterbacks uh, – Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, and Ian Book all throwing picks. Saints also with three fumbles, six turnovers. If you're Sean Payton, you want to see a lot more ball security, ball protection. So these are a couple of games. This is one of the reasons I love doing the show. You know, a lot of these things I just kind of glossed over, but as we start prepping for it, I start thinking about, okay, hey, the Saints were horrendous against the Ravens last week. Um, so I think this is a game that you potentially may look at if there's an opportunity. You know, last week the Browns were catching three in the first half against Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. I have no idea on what planet. The Jaguars should be a three-point favor over anybody in the first half. You look at who was the starting quarterback for the Browns last week. I, for, I forgot who it was. Yeah, I know. I picked the game. It was a Case Keenum? Keenum was starting. Yeah. You know what? This is a guy who's got experience. He's better than anybody on the Jaguars right now. I'm not saying that uh, Trevor Lawrence isn't going to be better eventually. But at this point in time, Keenum is a more accomplished quarterback in this league than Gardner Minshew or Trevor Lawrence. And that was a line move. The Browns were originally one, and it went to Jaguars three. Yeah, because you got to remember one thing. A lot of people make bets based on what they see the move, and they don't realize that you don't necessarily follow plays blindly. You know, if I get it if you don't handicap yourself, you don't have time to do it. But still, you can't just blindly follow a play. I want to talk about one more game, and I didn't give this to you, Jacob, but it's the biggest line mover here. And that's, um, uh, I believe it's Buffalo playing the Bears, the Bears game. Buffalo opened a one-point favorite in this game. The Bears are up to four, four and a half in some spots. Uh, Nagy indicated that um, Andy Dalton will play the first quarter and a half in this game. And I think that's what's precipitating the move. Yeah, I, I mean, look, first of all, I love how Andy Dalton came out and said, you know, this is my time to shine. I'm like, mm -hmm. what about the last 10 years? Where have you been, buddy? Uh, I, I think I think there's a little bit of an overreaction to Justin Fields and Mac Jones because they played against seconds and, and thirds. And I, I guess the argument that they were also competing with those guys out there. But, look, if you're Buffalo, you're not going to have any of your regular guys. You know what you have. You're an established team. You're a top-four team in this league. If you're the Bears, there's a lot to prove, particularly if you're Andy Dalton. I think they had two series, and they went three and out, if I'm not mistaken. He did. He tried to throw two slants on third down and got and got broken up both times. I, I like the under even more now with Andy Dalton playing. He's not going to move yeah. the ball. This guy— That's a high total, 38. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be tough. Now, and Buffalo's out, defense had some questions yeah, last year. Outdoors. I mean, remember that but the Buffalo-Detroit game went way under the total there and, and played into the 20s. All right, let's continue our preview of the NFC West. We got to talk about the Los Angeles Rams yesterday. We're actually going to talk about the favorite in the division, if you can believe that. San Francisco 49ers at plus 180. Favorite over the Rams who are at plus 190, although very close here. This is a team that went to the Super Bowl two years ago, Amal, and had to lead in the fourth quarter on the Chiefs. 
They are 14 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, plus 650 to come out of the NFC. As I said, plus 180 in the NFC West. Heavy favorite to make the playoffs in a very tough division, minus $2. To miss the playoffs, you can get plus 150. I, look, I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs just simply because when you look around, I think it's going to be tough to, tough to find a second team from the NFC East or potentially the NFC North being ahead of San Francisco. I think they're still better than Minnesota and Chicago. Um, but it's they have some question marks at quarterback. And to me, I've said it all along, Jimmy Garoppolo, they don't believe in him. If they did, they would have never drafted Trey Lance. They would have taken that third pick and implemented somebody that helps this team immediately win right now. I tell you, I went back and watched this because NFL Network was showing these, uh, you know, replays of all these first week games. Yeah, he got sacked four times. Trey Lance, he really held onto the ball too long. He was late with a couple throws. He did have the eighty-yard touchdown pass, but I don't think it was a very auspicious beginning for him last week. Well, look, you you made the great comment, which was he's a year away from being a year away. And at this point in time, Trey Lance, to me, is still a young guy. Didn't he play just like one season and one game, basically, at North Dakota State? Yeah, he's, he's had a long time off now, like 18, 19 months since he's played. Yeah, I'm not concerned about the time off. No. I'm just concerned about the fact that we haven't seen a lot on him. Remember Mitchell Trubisky, they did the same thing with him. He didn't play a lot in North Carolina. And you see what happened in Chicago. So I was not necessarily excited about Trey Lance as everybody else was. You know, Trubisky's going to get playing time this week because Fields has a, the groin, so he, the groin injury this week in practice. So um, that may be a factor, too, And when you for the Bills. I'm sorry. Uh, Fields, he's starting for the Bills. Fields, though, with the, with the groin injury, not sure how much time he's going to see uh, earlier this week in practice. He tweaked it. I think he sat out on Wednesday. Yeah, he did on Wednesday. And uh, to me, if you're the Bears, obviously you're not going to take any risk. There's no reason to. But you'll love to get him in there and see what he can do in another game. Obviously, he had some success. But remember that touchdown pass he had? There was nobody in Illinois within the distance of, uh, I, I, I forgot who the tight end was that caught it. He struggled in the second quarter when he came into the game. But after halftime, I think they put him in better positions, got him moving around a bit to where he could make, you know, the, the bootleg play where the tight end was, you're right, no one within 20 yards of him. You could see it on the screen. Yeah, I'm yeah. sitting there yelling. I'm like, wide open, you got a touchdown. But I think also part of it is, Mike, just you're a rookie. You're, you're taking your first snaps. I get it's a preseason game, but there's some nerves. There's just a little bit of anticipation of the speed. It's a little bit different. I like how the 49ers get to start out here with their schedule. Now, their conventional win total is 10.5, slightly shaded to the under, uh, minus 115. The alternate low, 9.5, over minus 190, under, minus, uh, under plus 155 if you want to try to fade the 49ers heavy this year. And then, uh, like the Rams, 11.5. If you think they can go 12-5 and five or better, you can get plus 190, uh, or if you want to lay the heavy juice, minus 230 under 11.5. They get two games to get their feet under him here. Remember in that Super Bowl season, they went to Tampa Bay, they won, they flew, they stayed in Cleveland, then they played Cincinnati, won on the road. They got those first two wins under the belt on the road. Here they get to go Lions and Eagles, I think the worst two teams in the NFC, to get them off to a good start, and then to come home to play the Packers. Yeah, this schedule works yeah. out so well. I mean, you look at this one, you you got a road game at Philadelphia and Detroit, as you alluded to, you love those two to start the season. And then, I mean, they get Jacksonville and the Houston Texans, Cincinnati Bengals. This is a team that's far better than their record last year due to injuries. They're going to benefit from this immensely. They get the Vikings. These games that I think are close, and you get to play them at home instead of on the road, that's huge. They get to have the Vikings at home. I think that's big. Another winnable game probably at the Bears. They get the Colts at home. This is, one I would say, one of the top five best-falling schedules for a team, though. There's no question about it. I mean, you look at this thing, and especially the way the early part lines up. Green Bay at home, Seattle at home, at Arizona. The bye week's a little bit early for me, but I like the bye week going against the Colts. 
Um, and think about this, Mike. After week two, they're going to be home, including the bye, for six, uh, five of the next six weeks. Then they travel to Chicago. They're they're really in good position. If you think the Jaguars and Texans are like co-favorites to be last in their division, they get the road games against Lions, Eagles, Jaguars, Bengals. You could argue the road games against four teams picked last in the division. I, absolutely. I, I don't even think it's an <laughs> argument. I mean, it, obviously the 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 – the one against the Jaguars, you could say the Texans might be worse yeah. than them this year, but still, it doesn't Maybe. matter. You got an interchangeable. I mean, the game's a one and a half point, two point game with the Texans and Jaguars in Week One, right? So yeah. there's not too much separation. And I'll tell you, the Rams game they're playing Week 18. This is even better for them. That may not mean anything for either side. Absolutely. I, I mean, this this is a great schedule for San Francisco. Yeah, they get they, a tough road game at Tennessee, um, but but you know, in most of these non uh, non divisional games, they're going to be the favorites here. It's lined up well. They play the tougher teams at home, the worst teams on the road. Uh, let's take a look at the um, individual awards uh, for the 49ers this year. Kyle Shanahan to win Coach of the Year, fourteen to one. Um, I, I I don't think he'll get it because it was all injuries last year. You know, it's not like he's taken over a cupboard that's bare or something like that. I, I think this is not a play I would make. I agree with you. And plus the fact that they went to the Super Bowl two years ago. And there's high th- there's high hopes for this team. And they're picked to win, to win the division in the, in the betting market. So I, I want to ask you this question. Garoppolo is 65-1 to 1 for MVP. Would you take him at 650-1? to 1? No. I mean, you'd... you'd I, 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 but no, I'm being serious. Well, I wouldn't take him at that price. I, listen, I don't believe this guy's going to even start all 17 games. Well, one I mean, one injuries, two they may move, make a change. Six fifty to one would be the odds that every other quarterback got hurt, and and that no and that no running back had a big year. Exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's uh, I don't even know why he's in. I know all the starting quarterbacks are in that category. How about George Kittle for offensive player of the year? Um, you know, to me with Kittle, there's I, one path to this. The path to this is that Garoppolo starts and gets injured, still plays well, and then Lance comes in. So it's not it's not like one quarterback has all the touchdown passes to him. I think Kittle's right there as a top three tight end in the game. Well, I don't think there's any argument on that, but don't you think it's difficult on a team that's going to be run-centric to really be able to win a Offensive Player of the Year award? Uh, They're not going to throw the ball enough. I mean, for George Kittle to win Offensive Player of the Year, the numbers would have to be something like this. Probably twelve to 1,400 yards receiving. How many touchdowns? Ten plus. Ten plus. You're not going to get there if you're at less than ten. And then what else are you going to go with statistically where you sit there and say, and what, 100 catches? And a lot of good blocks. <laughs> well, forget that. That's I, not just, even going to be in the equation. I'm but no, I mean, I, I think it's very difficult to see a scenario where he could be Offensive Player of the Year. And 16-1 to 1 is a joke. How about Nick Bosa for Defensive Player of the Year at 14-1? to 1? No, he's coming off injury. Also, him and his brother both have a history of being injured. You can't back a guy that has an injury history that you're not, you know, when you look at Carson Wentz on the offensive side and Joey Bosa in particular on the defensive side and potentially Nick Bosa, these are three players that you're rarely going to see them play 17 games or previously 16 games in a season. Trey Lance for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, do you believe he's going to get enough reps? And who else are you competing against? See, I think Fields is going to have an edge there because I think it's going to be easier to make a switch uh, from Fields to Dalton than it is to Trey Lance to Jimmy. I think Fields has an advantage. I think Trevor Lawrence has an advantage. Um I think I don't think the Jets are going to be good enough, uh, but I think those two have to be your front runners. And Lawson going down for the Jets only impacts them even more. Um, yeah, I, I don't particularly like Trey Lance, a rookie of the year, and uh, Trey Sermon for offensive rookie. That's your guy. Yeah, I know, but he he would have to have look after. Is he going to get that many carries in that backfield? Highly unlikely. I know there's a lot of carries, but yeah. there's still a lot of backs to divvy him up. Yeah, not only that, the other thing is this: um, when you look at what Justin Jefferson did last year. 
and him not winning Offensive Rookie of the Year, you how could you ever in your right mind bet anyone else that's not a quarterback? No, seriously, think about it. He had the best year of any rookie, at least since Randy Moss, if not better than Moss. And to me, for him not to win it, let me ask you this question. And, and this is just a big hypothetical. What if Najee Harris rushes for 1,500 yards? Does he have a legitimate? He better because I have him at 16 but, to 1. But I'm saying, I think that's a situation where a back could do it with, with a really breakout year. I agree with you. But the reason why I like Najee was a couple of things. I think Roethlisberger, this is a problem sometimes with teams in sports. They don't want to go to a guy who's won a couple of Super Bowls and say to them, here, you got two options. Either you walk away or we're paying you $10 million because you're not that good anymore. It's amazing to me these wealthy billionaires don't have the business acumen to say to certain people, you are not producing at the same level you once were. We're paying you for a bad return on investment. And to me, with Najee, he's got an opportunity when you look at that team, if the offensive line plays better, to be effective because they had no running game last year, none whatsoever. Also, I do think, and this happened a little bit with Herbert, he plays in the Los Angeles market. Jefferson played in Minnesota. Najee plays for one of the three most prominent teams in the National Football League. To me, it's one and two between Dallas and then, of course, Pittsburgh, and then whoever else you want to anoint at three or four. You think You think that's interesting. Who are the national brands? Yeah. The Cowboys, Steelers, and then I would put, I would put uh, the Packers. Yeah, Packers as, I'd put up there. As a national brand. And then the Patriots have become. I disagree you with you. You don't think so? No. I put, you know who I would put up there with the, Bear, uh, with the Packers? The Bears. If you think about this, the one thing you got to give the Bears fans and Chicago people all over the country credit, they are loyal despite the fact you would have thought the Bears have won 15 Super Bowls, but we forget that it went all the way back to what they wanted in January of 86. I mean, it has been a long time since the Bears have won anything. I don't think they've made, have they made an NFC championship game since then? Yeah, remember well, they went the, to the yeah, Super Bowl in, that, in Miami against the, yeah, uh, the Colts. Yeah, Colts, I forgot yeah. about that. And that rainstorm. Yep. Yeah, I remember that very well. I and was working at the Palms, and uh, and Jamie Lynn Sigler was uh, in the poker room watching that game. Get, I got to cover that Super Bowl. One of the worst. Super, yeah, one of the worst Super Bowls ever. It was. <laughs> yeah, it really was bad. <laughs> it, it was. I mean, I'm like, you know, it's Miami. I figure it's gonna be a great Super Bowl. It's boring. Final uh, final prop for um, 49ers. Who's gonna take the first snap? You can get Trey Lance at plus 250. You think he takes the first snap of the season? I wouldn't take it. What's the line on Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh. It just Trey Lance is the line. I because Jimmy's the play. Trey Lance is not getting the start. Yeah, I mean this is uh, <laughs> that plus two fifty is not high enough. Do you think when we look at the when we look at all the the kids plus two fifty, Justin Fields plus one ninety, Mac Jones plus two fifty, um, and then plus one forty you would get uh, on Taysom Hill of the plus price ones. Who do you like the best to take the first? Well, it'd have to be Taysom Hill, and I was going to go to that Jameis Winston okay. one at minus one eighty five, and the reason is. With Sean Payton, you never know. It could you be never in and know. Out. It could be a trick play, and the first snap that, goes to Taysom Hill. That was a good point. Lombard, Michael Lombardi said, "Don't be so quick to bet Jameis. He might, he might, he might take forty snaps, but not the first one." That, that's exactly. I mean, with him, you never know. Yeah. With Sean Payton, with the definitions there, how about Mac Jones? I know, I know. Our guest, our guest Trey Wingo is going to say no. That it's going to be Cam plus two fifty. No, because first of all, I, I think Cam's the more experienced guy. He's still going to give him a chance. See what happens with a full team this year. Also, let's not overreact to both Justin Fields and Mac Jones' performance against number twos and threes. As the chasm between the haves and the have-nots in Major League Baseball increases, we have a lot of $2 or more favorites today. We're going to take a look at three games that are more competitive. That's next on The Nuts.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, CJ. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Now's the time of the show where we look at a couple matchups in Major League Baseball. Let's start out at the Trop, one of your favorite stadiums, Amal. The Chicago White Sox head south to take on the first-place Tampa Bay Rays. This is a battle of the AL East leaders against the AL Central leaders. I wanted to play the Rays today because I wanted to try to fade Lucas Giolito, who is all or nothing. Either this guy's unhittable or he's going to give up a sixth spot. But alas, it's Michael Waka taking the hill for the Tampa Bay Rays. Giolito, a small favorite here, around a dollar fifteen, a dollar twenty, with a total of all of eight and a half. Yeah, this is a Michael. This is a Rays team that's continuing to play well. I was looking at the futures market, Mike. I like Tampa potentially here as a team to come out of the American League. You look at the Chicago team, a little bit inconsistent of late. Uh, you mentioned Giolito. His whip is very good. His ERA, not overly impressive for a guy with his skill set, but as you alluded to, not as consistent. Inconsistency has been plaguing him all year long, but I I do think he's got a chance to perform well here. I'm not going to touch this game. I would actually 
I would want to take the Rays here as the home dog, but with Walk on the mound, I have some concerns. I'm tempted to play over eight and a half here. Maybe, maybe though, you play over and a half first five because it's a fate of the two starters. We know the Tampa Bay pen is very good, and we know the White Sox have bolstered their pen as well. Yeah, but a little bit of concern from a Giolito standpoint. Six of his last seven starts, two earned runs or less. But if it's not, he's going to go. It'll go over by themselves with the Rays. He's, I, he's I, tough to bet on. He's almost. You got to watch him pitch for an inning or two. I, you bet these I hear what you're saying because in two of his last eight starts, he's given up six earned runs, yeah, but the other six, he's been dominant. I, yeah. I, I hear yeah. what you're saying, but a little bit of a risk, especially when you look at that Rays lineup in terms of batting average. If you're Tony La Russa, who are you giving the ball to? Let, let's assume Rondon is healthy. Big Daddy Lance Lynn. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Belt and all. Uh, <laughs> all right. A, a battle in the Bay. We talked about the, the 49ers. Battle in the Bay tonight. The Giants head to Oakland, Alameda to take on the A's, who... Failed to make up much ground on the Astros uh, while they struggled in Kansas City against that, that juggernaut. We have Alex Wood take the mound tonight against Caporellian for the A's. Giants, a small road favorite here, $1.20. You have a total of nine. The Dodgers have cut the Giants' lead now to two and a half in the West. The Dodgers have won seven in a row, and Big Walker Bueller takes the hill for them tonight against the Mets. Yeah, they like their chance, especially after that 4-1 win last night. This is, By the way, they're first... throwing bullpen games and not giving up any runs now. It's unbelievable but what the they're doing. The bullpen was so bad, and now they're throwing five guys out there and giving up one or two runs every night. Their ER, see what their ERA is in the month of August? It's less than two. Yeah, it's unbelievable what this team has been able to do. Uh, by the way, the first game all year, probably the A's are going to be able to get more than 20,000 people because the Giants are playing. So uh, you mentioned Alex Wood on the bump here. Uh, San Francisco, I don't think they're going away. I know we're into late August, but when I say that, I mean, I think they have a legitimate shot to be the number two team overall in the NL. I, I get Milwaukee's got the better starting pitching, but they can't hit. I, I like San Francisco. You mean I, to be the number two seed? No, I'm saying if you just oh. were to rank the teams oh. one through five, I think San Francisco. With the Dodgers being one. Dodgers being one. I think San Francisco is still the second best team. In terms of this matchup here, uh, not no particular interest from either side of this game. But I do look at this total potentially as going over. I know it's a night game, but you have a DH here. San Francisco has been better offensively this year than you would anticipate them being what they've been the past couple of years, and I think that's why we're seeing them win. Forget about the starting pitching. They've scored a lot of runs and hit a lot of home runs. That's what I'm Where saying. That's, what, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. I think they have an opportunity to score some runs here. I think both sides will probably get to four tonight. Two teams reeling meet tonight at Petco in San Diego as the Phillies take on the Padres. Padres leading the wild card at 1.7 games is now only a game over the Cincinnati Reds. Luis Castillo bounced back. Pitched very well against the Marlins last night. Remember, they have the Marlins at the small park all weekend yeah. to try to make up ground. They still have three series left against the Pirates. I think the Padres are in desperate trouble. I don't know who they are to be a 220 favorite against anybody, even though it is the Phillies who didn't score in Arizona, and it is Matt Moore. Snell against Moore here. 210, run line is one, minus 105. I'm all a total of nine, a high total for Petco. It really is, but both pitchers uh, have had their struggles this year. However, last three games for Matt, uh, excuse me, for Blake Snell, 17 innings pitched, just three earned runs, a 1.59 ERA. How about Matt Moore's last start? Six innings pitched, does not give up a single hit against the, your Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, he, he, he pitched very well. But remember before that, he came in relief of the game that was the rain game against the Dodgers, and then Dodgers tagged him and they got the win. That was the, um, the Scherzer matchup, right? Yeah. Uh, where uh, they both went out after three innings because of the rain. I want to ask you this, Amal. Are we overlooking the Braves to come out of the National League? No, I am. You're not. Okay. I, I, I've been guilty of that. I thought you've made a great case for them for a long time. 
I think I have kind of brushed them off when Acuna went down. I didn't think they'd be able to get through. But, you know, you obviously with Freddie Freeman and the acquisition of Duvall, you look at the home runs. I mean, these guys are putting up numbers, RBIs. And now they get to go to Baltimore for the weekend. Yeah, I know. Baltimore might be looking at – Baltimore could be looking at 30 losses in a row. And I I mean, they were at 15. But they play good teams the next four series. This I don't know where the end is in sight. I agree with you, but baseball is the type of sport you just have one day. If somebody starts hitting, all of a sudden you could have five guys hitting in a row. Right, when we come back, we're going to take a look at the Amal Inn and the Palm Reader Playbook. With exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the largest offer of live in-play options, BetRivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. That voice you just heard is Amal Shaw. Amal, let's recap yesterday before we get to the brief playbook for the weekend. A <laughs> um, couple tennis plays. You hit the you hit easily the first five under there in Arizona. Yes. Yeah, the, that one came through pretty easily. Uh, Baumgartner was terrific. What well, you he know, had a one hitter into the eighth. Yeah, I was mad at myself mm. because I looked back on it and I said I wish I didn't just play this under. I have a hard time still sometimes playing a team on a reverse run line and taking an under, but should have done that. I, I thought the price was too high. This this reminded me of the game. I think it was against Gosman against San Francisco where he was too high of a price. Madison Bumgarner is not getting credit for how well he's pitched for a while now. And and I think that's that's been a big mistake, and we saw it yesterday. Tennis? Recap of the tennis? Yeah, tennis went 1-1 one one yesterday. Uh, Pagula was the big one that lost because she was up 4-1 in the first set, Mike, loses the set, up 5-0 in the second set, and loses the set. How do you melt down twice? And uh, she ends up losing there. Uh, the Ash Barty one com- comes through pretty easily there against Victoria Azarenka. And then Ash Barty follows it up today with a straight sets win over the best hardcourt player in the world. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know who alleged that. I go but with the data. Okay, I go with the data. Listen, this is based on a, two t- a 250 WTA event in Czechoslovakia where nobody played. I think, Mike, you, you and I would have been... You did the great research on that to figure out that. I, I do, I'm following this every day. This is not like some Johnny-come-lately here. I don't know where you're getting your information, but you could ask your people. If we want to discuss tennis on the WTA side, we could do it anytime. The Sports Betting Network. Okay, I lose the play yesterday. We're up 4-1. Uh, Woodruff. You know, Woodruff hasn't won it in nine starts now. He's 0-4 his last eight starts. I, I was going through the numbers for the Cy Youngs, and i got to tell you right now, let's go ahead and cross uh, Wheeler off. There's two bets. Here's Yesterday, you got to cross Wheeler and Woodruff off, and now you're down to a two-man race. It's Walker Bueller and, and Burns. Burns. Yep. Burns Burns got a little steam right now, too. No, it, it's got to be Walker Bueller because of the number oh, of innings pitched. Yes, I agree with you, but let's see. Bueller finally starts tonight. He had two extra days of rest. And we have them in the playbook, but let's start out. Well, I, hold on one second before yeah. you start. Do you have your passport ready? 
<laughs> I, I mean, we're going to be going to that many countries. I don't know if, if yeah, it better be all in Europe because at least you won't need a visa. We're going to go around the world in 380 seconds here. <laughs> uh, let's start out with two two-unit plays. They're both soccer, one a side, one a total. Tottenham, Tottenham shuts out Man City last Sunday. one nothing. they get the upset victory. Wolves, I had them in the playbook and under, solid under. Um, now these two teams meet. That's like my dream under in the EPL. These are the two teams I like to play under. Uh, more than any other. Fulham was on a, a late run last year, but but now they're they're down to the Champions League, Championship League, and so they're scoring a bunch of goals against the lesser teams. Under two and a half, Amo, you got to lay the price here. It's a dollar fifty. If you want to get a little frisky, you can find two plus one hundred five. I'll take that extra half a goal though and avoid the push. No, it's not even worth it. Mm-hmm. it it's not because you're you're looking at a game that has to be one nil, and I think you're much better served going with that two and a half critical number there. Chelsea, Chelsea has looked fantastic. They looked fantastic in Champions League. They looked fantastic in that Super Cup. Um, they they rolled uh, in, in their opening match last week, 3-0. Arsenal's got big problems. Well, they gave up the two goals to Brentford. Brentford becoming the fourth team in Premier League history to be uh, moving up in a flight in terms of division and competition. And they get a win 2-0 against Arsenal. But the one concern I have is Arsenal had 22 shots on goal. Uh, or excuse me, 22 shots, four on goal. They just weren't able to capitalize. Uh, I listened to Nigel on Follow the Money yesterday. He said there's big trouble off the off the pitch as well there, and okay. the Arsenal manager probably will be the first sacked this year in EPL. Wow. So that's interesting. Chelsea, I lay 130. This is a three-way line. They have to win in reg, in regulation here. All right. Um, Braves tonight, I'm going to fade Aiken and the Orioles. The Orioles have lost 15 in a row. Okay, They come home now. They get the Braves, who are red hot. All of a sudden, boom, they're four games up in the NL East uh, on the Phillies. You know, there's alternate runs lines now on most of these games of two and a half. I'll play the traditional one and a half and lay the 160. Here's an interesting note about this pitcher, Aiken, for the Orioles. He is the worst third inning pitcher maybe in the history of baseball this season. He gives up multiple runs in the third inning of every game. Mitch Moss was the first guy onto this a couple weeks ago. Uh, I thought about just going first five here, but I don't want to lay that 250. Uh, but an interesting bet here is if, if the game is close and maybe it's, it's tied or even the Braves are down going into the third, to take a shot. He just can't seem to get through that third inning, which is usually a rolling over into the top half of the order again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you mentioned it. It, it. This is a team right now just reeling. What about taking, and, and the, the Braves are very high priced at 245 or 250, but what happens if you took the Braves and the Orioles plus two and a half if you have the guts to do it with a team that's absolutely just getting crushed? Yeah, that, that's that's an interesting line. There, this today was like built for an eight-team baseball money line uh, round robin uh, to me and, like, play the sixes and sevens or something like that because there's so many big favorites. I'm going to take a first five under here. Kikuchi's pitched well against the Astros. Had seven shutout innings uh, at Minute Maid earlier in the year against uh, Lance McCullers. This is four and a half minus 115. And then another straight play, Man U. I think this it's going to be an interesting EPL race here. Maybe not so fast with Man City. I think Liverpool's much better. I think Man U is much better. Did you see the news today? Man U is targeting Mbappe for next season. They're going to go after him. It's going to be big money. I mean, you know, PSG, it's, it's going to be, look, if you're PSG, it's going to be tough to relinquish a French player who's 20 years old and, and what he means to that country and that team. Yeah, so we take Man City, uh, or excuse me, Man U, um, Against Southampton there in that game there on the road. Dodge, Walker Bueller tonight, my guy for the Cy Young, minus a run and a half against the Mets, the bullpen game. The Mets only scored one run um, last night against the Dodgers. And then I have a four-team soccer parlay as we go around the world. This PSG game is at noon, I believe, today here on Friday. Uh, they're laying 380 against Stade Brest. Liverpool, that's the heaviest favorite, 560 um, against Burnley. My team, Porto, 
They're playing CS Martimo, one of the, the bottom teams there in Portugal, minus 265. And then we cap it off with Real Madrid against Levante, minus 170. This 14 parlay plays plus 226. It's a one-unit play. And then one preseason play for me, I'm going to go against the Cowboys. I watched the second, third, and fourth quarters of that game against Arizona on that awful grass there in the Dome. I don't know what was going on. This Cowboys defense is awful. They couldn't stop the third-string Arizona quarterback. The Texans were frisky against the Packers in week one. I really thought this game would be close to a pick. I'll take four points with the Texans. I tend to agree with you here. I didn't play any preseason games. I just don't have the confidence to do it, particularly anymore with this three games. And you really have to pay attention to who's going to get the start, which quarterbacks, and how long they're going to play makes a difference. I'm going to stay away from this one, but I get why you're on the side of the Texans in this matchup. I'll look early here at these games. If this trend continues with the unders, maybe we'll take some spot shots at unders here this weekend because it's, I mean, 14-3 and three is pretty strong. Up next, we're going to have Trey Wingo, host of the Half Forgotten History podcast. We're going to break down the NFL quarterback battles. That's next on the Nuts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now that the NFL preseason has kicked off, it's the perfect time for you to huddle up with the VSIN Pro Football Betting Guide. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. The guide is only $20, and discounts are available if you buy both the NFL and the college guide. But better yet, why don't you just sign up for the full VSIN package? $20 a month. You get all the shows on demand. You get point spread weekly every Wednesday, and you get Bill 80's daily email with best bets from the host and the guests. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Speaking of the guy put together by Matt Humans, Matt and Brady Cannon are on the road. They're at the TPC in Phoenix today. They're going to do My Guys in the Desert live, 3 to 5 Mountain Time, 2 to 4 Pacific. If you're in the Phoenix area, stop by and say hi. I you won't, won't, you, I won't you're not going to fly down to see him. <laughs> All right. It's our pleasure at this time to bring on, for the very first time to the nuts, Trey Wingo, host of the Half Forgotten History podcast. We know him and love him from NFL Live on ESPN, and we want to thank you, Mr. Wingo, for taking the time out this afternoon to join us. Uh, thank you, guys. Good to be with you. Also, good to be with you as I'm working with the, the Caesar Sportsbook as well, so happy to help. I want, I want to ask about that. I mean, The two Goliaths in terms of casino companies, Caesars and MGM, this is really a one-on-one battle. You and Jamie Foxx, how do you assess your odds? (laughs) It depends on what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I like my chances in talking about football. I'll I'll, I'll leave it at that. (laughs) You are of the opinion that uh, Cam Newton is definitely going to be the starter game one for the Patriots going into the season. Some buzz about Mac Jones and the progress he's made. Why are you convinced it's Cam? Well, I just, by the way they're playing him, um, you know, look, whatever Cam was last year, you have to throw out with the Patriots, right? He was a late signing, which they got pennies on the dollar when they got him. He had no off season with a brand new team and a brand new offense and a brand new scheme. He had no preseason. And then he got COVID, I think, after what, game two or game three of the season. And you can get past COVID and still play, but I, I know several players that got it, and they said months later they still didn't feel right. So whatever Cam was last year, throw it away. It doesn't count. It doesn't matter. It doesn't exist. Um, he's looked really good so far in the preseason. And, look, Mac Jones has done great, and he's, he's been fine. But uh, there's a reason that Mac uh, Cam's out there with the ones, and, and Mac comes in and spells it. So – I, I think that this might potentially be, you know, somewhat of a redshirt year for Mac Jones, no matter how good he looks in preseason. And people get real excited about preseason, right? But let's understand what it is, and maybe more importantly, what it isn't. What preseason is, hey, we told you to do this thing, go do this thing in the game, whether you're a veteran or a rookie player. What they're not telling you is, here's what we want you to do, and the other side has spent the entire week game planning to stop you from doing it. So those are two very different things, okay? It's like having a tofu burger or a Wagyu beef burger. They're not the same thing. They're fundamentally different. So a lot of these young quarterbacks look really great in preseason, and you should be encouraged by that, but that doesn't necessarily mean it translates because the the regular season game is vastly different from the preseason game. I really like that food analogy. That was very good to describe the differences between the preseason and the regular season. You mentioned Cam Newton, and you think obviously he's going to be the starter there, which I agree with you on. How impactful can he be for this Patriots team offensively? Because there's still some question marks at wide receiver. 
Nikhil Harry has still been inconsistent. The first rounder out of Arizona State. They took a couple of years ago. I love their running back room. My gosh, they have done a great job with some of these guys. Damian Harris, to me, is a guy that doesn't even get enough time. We see Stevenson out of Oklahoma. Of course, we have Sony Michelle there still. Can this offense be good enough to potentially challenge Buffalo? I, I think they can. Um, you know, Buffalo by far has the best set of skill set weapons. I mean, that's you know, you're you're kidding yourself if, if you if you're not understanding that part of it. But you know, New England always has like the running back room. Like that, that's always the thing. Remember what was Deion Lewis and James White and Rex? All these people running through, and James White is still there. That's why fantasy players hate drafting a Patriots running back because they never know who's going to be featured. You know, one week over the next, the Jonas Gray game of. 2015 or whatever it was is the greatest indicator of that ran for almost 200 plus yards and then was never heard from again. So uh, they have, a, they've always had a great running back rotation in New England. And that's going to be the same. I think they will be a force to be reckoned with. Now, the thing that's really interesting to me is for all those years when the Patriots were winning the AFC East, it was kind of a layup, right? There wasn't a really strong team in the mix. So Buffalo is a really good football team. New England is going to be a good football team. Miami could potentially be a very good football team. And the Jets, we don't know what the Jets are going to be. But I think the AFC East is much more of a difficult road now than it was for, you know, almost a decade and a half. Speaking with Trey Wingo, uh, brand ambassador for Caesar Sportsbook, hosts the podcast Half Forgotten History. Trey, interesting quarterback battle between two young quarterbacks in Indianapolis with Carson Wentz on the bench, um, Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger. I think the Colts are high on both these quarterbacks. Are the Colts good enough to stay in the race until they get Wentz back, um, surrounded with talent for these two young guys? Well, look, I, I think that there's optimism that Wentz could be ready to go by the time the season starts. So that would sort of mitigate most of the issues here, right? And Quentin Nelson, apparently, who had the same foot injury, is also on, on pace to, I believe, get back in time for the start of the season. The Colts are a really interesting franchise. I mean, they have the. I, I think that Chris Ballard and Frank Reich have done a great job in team construct, you know, in building a team, uh, including that great offensive line that they put together. Uh, their wide receiver core is not as good as it once was, but they have a good rotation uh, in the running back situation. So I, I think the, the hope is that they don't have to rely on either one of these guys and that Carson Wentz will be there. Um, but there, the, I really, but there are certain teams that go, go about adding players and there are certain teams that go about adding a, a team philosophy. And I think Buffalo is a great job. has done a great job of that. And I think Frank Reich and Ballard have done a really, really nice job of constructing a team that can win. And hopefully with Carson Wentz under center. Trey, I want to go out to the NFC West. This is more just to settle a personal argument between my co-host and I, I have the Rams winning the NFC West. I think the acquisition of Matthew Stafford can't be overstated. I think the fact that he suffered in Detroit with no help whatsoever is a reason why he wasn't as good, maybe, or didn't get the credit. Who do you see out of those two teams, or do you potentially like Seattle, or are you going to go with Cliff Kingsbury and roll the dice on the Cardinals? I am not rolling the dice okay. on Cliff Kingsbury, <laughs> Kyler Murray, and the Cardinals. I promise you that right now. I mean, I, there are people asking me, do you think all four teams in the NFC West are going are to make the playoffs? I'm like, in what scenario do you see that as remotely possible? So, no, I, I am. I am not. I am not rolling the dice with with Arizona. Um, I'll tell you this: there are four guys, in my opinion, that have what I call arm arrogance in the NFL. Like, whatever the play is, I if it doesn't work out, I got a hose to put it wherever I want. And it's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Matthew Stafford. Like, people, you're you're right. He suffered in Detroit. People have no idea how good he actually is. 
He's really, really good. And the Rams receiving core is really interesting, right? Because they don't have a true one. They really don't have a true one, but they've got a bunch of really capable receivers, whether it's Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, the rookie last year, I thought played really well toward the end of the year. And now they get to Sean Jackson, who's from LA and we know what he is. And when I talk about arm arrogance and a hose, when all else fails, I'm going to throw it as far as I can down the field to Sean, and you're going to go get it. So I, I think there's a, there's a lot of things that are really, really solid when you talk about the Rams. And even though they lost Cam Akers to the injury, I don't think they're too upset. I mean, obviously they'd like to have the depth, but they like who they've got in Daryl Henderson behind them. Trey, the Buccaneers return all 22 starters from a Super Bowl winning team. We can talk about yeah. all 32 teams ad nauseum, but doesn't this year really come down to whether they suffer any injury bad luck? Well, I, I actually take it one step further. Uh, uh, according to the Caesar Sportsbook, the top two bets to make it to the Super Bowl are the Kansas City Chiefs with 17% of the ticket sales, or, uh, the tickets bought on them, and the Bucks with 16. And you said 22 starters. If we're honest about it, guys, they have 23 because Antonio Brown isn't a starter, but they brought him back as well. I mean, he he might as well be a starter. They've done an amazing job, Jason Light, the general manager there, and Bruce Arians, bringing everybody back. We haven't had two two straight teams that played the previous Super Bowl make it back to the next Super Bowl since the Cowboys and Bills played in both Super Bowls 27 and 28, and the Cowboys won both of them. Barring what you just said, barring injuries, it's really hard for me to look at them on a playing and level playing field and say we won't be talking about these two teams again, the Chiefs and the Bucks, when it comes to Super Bowl in 56 in uh, SoFi Stadium. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Trey, I, I want to ask you this question. You're a proud graduate of Baylor University. Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC. What becomes of the Big 12? Well, that's what's the sound you hear when we implode something? That's what happens. Like, right? We are, we are inching our way closer. And now there's an alliance being formed, right, with the ACC and the Big Ten. Um, this is the way it's going to go. We're going to end up with four super conferences. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be a survival game. And... You're either in one of those four super conferences or you're playing a different level of college football. That's just the way it is. And, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't, it surprises me somewhat that Texas and Oklahoma started it, but it doesn't surprise me that this is where we're headed. By the way, Trey, I want to ask you real quickly, your good friend, Herm Edwards is at Arizona state. Now, are you at all surprised? You're probably not by the success he's had. I, I personally love his enthusiasm and I love still the greatest quote ever, which summarizes everything in sports. You play to win the game. Uh, but the way he reaches young people, I'm not at all surprised that this Arizona State team has been so competitive and he's been able to bring in so many former NFL players to be on his staff. Yeah, it's so funny. Like when people said, oh, he's never been in the college game before. Like I, knowing Herm the way I do, and I, I talked about it when I had him on my podcast. I'm like, you probably should have been a college coach all along, which is not to say you didn't have a great career you know, in the NFL, but because of who you are, like there's nobody that's going to lose a living room to Herm Edwards. Like, it's hard, you know, he's like the best human being on the planet and one of the, the, my favorite people I've ever met in my entire life. I mean, Herm's enthusiasm is overwhelming. You know, when he was going back to Arizona State, I said, why? He goes, Trey, I miss the grass under my feet. I miss feeling the grass under my feet. You say that to a, a kid wanting to go to college, I mean, that will fire him up, man. He's going to be great. I'm so, I couldn't be happier for him. Trey Wingo, host of the Half Forgotten History podcast, YouTube channel, brand ambassador for the Empire, Caesar Sportsbook. Thanks for the time, Trey. 
You got it, guys. Take care. Thank, Thank you. Terrific stuff. Absolutely. I love his, uh, you know, I'm a big Herm Edwards fan. I love his enthusiasm. You know, as, as you and Jacob like to say, I'm a passion snob, and that's what Herm Edwards is. One of the few Edwards. guys that can manage the clock at the end of a game. Too, 100%. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stay tuned to Visa and up next, betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.